something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I am Cat Wonders, and this is episode 80, which is crazy. 80 is uh, a lot of episodes, pretty much 80 hours of me talking. <laughs> and what's my plan for this podcast, you ask? Um, I don't really know. I'm just going with the flow, and uh, I'd like to have some guests on. I've figured out a way, which I thought was a lot harder, I don't know why, but I figured out a way to have two microphones going into the same recording. Uh, maybe actually two separate recordings, but it can all kind of happen on my laptop. So it's not as complex as I thought. I do want to have my sister on and I do have some pretty interesting family members um, that would like to be on. So for the future, going into the new year, uh, I kind of want to switch it up a little bit and have some people on my show. So <laughs> what do you think of that? And if you have ideas, let me know. I got my nails done. Christmassy. But I'll go like this. They're um they're still French. Like they're still dainty and pretty. They're not like in your face red. I was literally like I was really close to going with um either a blue or red glitter. And the blue I would like kind of frosty blue. This is maybe more periwinkle. Um, but then I was like, no, then I have to live with it for a while. And this I can still get away with. <laughs> I kept my pinky nail short because it's halfway grown back now. And I do not want to rip it off again. So look. <laughs> ah, it's a little, this little, little piggy pinky. But she still painted it. <laughs> She's like, do you want me to build this out? I was like, no, I want you to keep it short because if this rips off again, I will die. Literally. No, that's not true. But also I want to change the background color here. Woo. Watch this magic. So I have like a dial here on my phone um, that allows me to just pick whatever color I want. This is the pure white color. Believe it or not, it looks maybe purple, but... Um, then we can go like dark blue. Oh, it kind of looks with my background, almost like, like an ice cave. Then there's purple. And I thought about this color to kind of like match the vibe of my top, but then I like the look of the yellow. This is a pretty color too, but this is just warm. I like the kind of warm tone. I also have a light over there, but it's on the ground and pff, I don't want to take away from my Christmas tree <laughs> doesn't look much different than last time, does it? Well, you know what? It's still there. So let's just leave it at that. All right. So once again, this is not scripted. This episode, I'm just going to wing it. I've got a couple things that I might bring up and a few old kitty liquor scripts that I'm going to probably find some topics that I did not get to. This episode is going up on the 16th. So we literally have this episode and next one before Christmas. And then we have another one on the 30th. So 16th, 23rd and 30th. And we're going to have some Christmas fun. And today our cocktail is, sorry, I was like <laughs> for one split second, I thought that I wasn't recording yet and that would suck. Re-recording the intro is almost the hardest part to do because it takes a certain energy. And if you've already done it once, then 
And also, I think this microphone is getting closer and closer to my face. It's on a weird little tripod, and I feel like it's kind of like slowly falling. Oh, damn gravity. Okay, so I am going to make an eggnog, a rum and eggnog. But I'm going to add a little twist, and I'm going to add a little color. So I was at the grocery store, and I saw that they had neon food coloring. So I picked up the neon food color. It's three colors. There's a blue, purple, and green. And so we're going to add this to it just to make it green. Because I saw a green cocktail called a grasshopper. And, but it's kind of creamy. So that's what kind of led me to, it kind of looked like an eggnog, an eggnog with green food coloring in it. And it was called a grasshopper. And then I was like, oh, I had this idea for a cocktail name. <laughs> so this is going to be called... Jiminy Lickit. <laughs> so it's going to be green and it's kind of a twist on a grasshopper with nowhere near the same ingredients, uh, but it will just kind of look similar. And I really don't have any pretty garnishes for it besides a cinnamon stick. So we're just going to roll with it, see how it tastes. And uh, yeah, so the ingredients will be Anabay Club Coke, I mean Curacao Rum. <laughs> I said coconut rum. Um, this is excellent stuff. Then, of course, eggnog. I've got a big old carton of eggnog. And then, because I'm on keto, I'm going to do Cremo. So, hopefully, the sugars won't kick me out. And then, I've got also in my kitty dish cloves. Now, I don't know why I grabbed these. <laughs> I'm just going to be curious. I have two cinnamon sticks as well. And I'm just curious. I'll be curious if I like, cause I'm going to put this all in a shaker <laughs> and I wonder if I'm wondering if, um, it'll lend some flavor. The thing is I don't have a strainer, so I'm going to be having like chunks of clove at the bottom of my glass, but I don't care. So we're going to have an adventure here. I also have Cointreau up here from, I think the last cocktail that I made. It's an orange liqueur, and I just don't know if that will work. It's way in this, like the orange and the like eggnog, but it could. I mean, oranges, you know, nectarines, um, Japanese or Chinese mandarin oranges uh, are all very Christmassy flavors, but I think it might be just too much, if you know what I mean. So maybe I'll make two. I just have to make two cocktails, I think, because then I'll know, and I won't be eternally curious. Um, I do, I'm excited about this though. And it's supposed to be neon green. So it's not going to be like a deep forest green. It's going to be more of like a lime green, but we'll have to see. So first things first, so this is full of ice and fresh ice is not full of liquid. I mean, melted ice water. Um, first let's add our rum. So I'm going to do two full ounces of rum. One, two, right? That looked like two, didn't it? I'm just wondering, let me just smell the rum and smell this together. Should I? Half an ounce of Cointreau. <laughs> I just feel like actually when I smelled the rum and the Cointreau together, it kind of worked and it is more sugar, but we're just gonna roll with it. I am gonna throw in a cinnamon stick and 
cloves. And we're gonna shake the shit out of this, so hopefully it's got enough time to kind of like have an emulsion of flavors. Emerging, no, emerging is this, merging. An emulsion, is that the right word? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he was like, what an idiot. So eggnog, good amount of that. Are you guys, do you drink eggnog straight or with milk? I drink mine with cream. This is a lot. Okay. Um, I think I asked that question in the last podcast or mentioned it like there are different types of people in this world and uh, some of them drink eggnog straight. All right, here we go. When I watch mixologists shake, you're like, Wait, what was our, oh yeah. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Hey, <sighs> cold, my hands are freezing. Okay, here we go. Let's see what we got. I'm gonna try not to get all the little nuggets in here. Oh, there goes one. <gasps> God damn it. I almost forgot. Ooh, this smells good. I forgot to add our magic ingredient to make our green eggnog. Ow. God damn it. If this, this is gonna be so stainy. The underside of this little protective tab. What do I do? I don't wanna use my teeth cause it's gonna explode in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, you heard that right. I'm gonna have to use this little pen just to get that tab lifted a bit. Sorry, this is like not very exciting, is it? Okay, I got a little something, something's going on here. Okay. You see it? Get her off, otherwise it's not gonna squeeze out. I'm gonna grab it with this so that I don't get it on my hands. Oh my god! Okay. I'm telling you, if I find green spots on me later, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be pissed, especially after this cocktail, but I mean like Matt. <laughs> I feel, I swear I felt like, oh my God, you guys, I'm, I'm wearing the matching skirt to the set and not wearing any underwear. And it's actually, <laughs> my cooch is like right on the chair. <laughs> Too much information. Uh, another thing I've been doing lately is having kimchi every morning. Um, because it's supposed to be like a huge immune booster and it's good for your gut health and things like that. And it's so good. I'm kind of addicted. I actually bought like three when I was at IGA last. Anyway, let's add some dots of this. One, two, three, four, five. <gasps> it's going to look like the Grinch. Let's try. Okay. 
kanske blir det. <laughs> I think it needs to be greener. See, it's still, I got green freaking food coloring. Two, three, four, five. Hopefully it doesn't lend too much disgusting flavor. You know, sometimes food coloring, especially red food coloring. How is it leaking? Oh my God, you guys, this is a disaster. Why did I need more green? It's okay. I got like green cocktail over my leg. Looks like a, I don't know. The Grinch got a little too excited. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's disgusting. Okay. Yes, here we go. Oh my actual fuck. <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. Okay, so I kind of manifested that it's my own fault. I saw it happening and then I did it wrong. So I think when I pour, I need to go like this. Why do I need to cover it? I'm not stopping anything from coming out. <gasps> Guys, it kind of is the color of like pistachio ice cream. <gasps> and we have some extra. That's not like me. Normally, I pour, I wind up making the exact amount to fill the glass. But that's exciting. Ooh, and now I can put in my cinnamon stick. It's gonna get lost in there a bit. There's a little bit of ice in there too. want to check out my garnish before it disappears <laughs> here we go holy sweet jesus whoa okay i know how how could this not taste good okay i get it now, let me just, I have to tell you that the Cointreau in there, that little bit of orange, I taste it. I don't really taste the cloves, but nutmeg um, and other spices in the eggnog already are a little spicy tasting. Let me just see. Mm. Mm. You guys. Jiminy Lick It <laughs> is where it's at. If this doesn't look Christmassy, all you need is a red garnish. So like cranberries on a long stick or I don't know. I guess I could put one of these little mini Christmas ornament earrings on the edge. Boop. Uh, not much effort, so probably could be a lot better, but. Mm. Wow. And it, you know what? It would be really interesting to create a pistachio cocktail like this. Essentially, it's almost like a milkshake. So you can create this with any flavor. But there must be like a pistachio liqueur. Like in the way that there's an almond liqueur, there's got to be a pistachio. It'd be so good. Could you imagine? I've never heard of a pistachio cocktail. And, you know, I mean, I'm just getting that idea from the color of this, but. Mmm. Jiminy Lick It or just like, you know, it's kind of the Grinch green, but I like Jiminy Lick It. 
All right. So this is a mess. So I don't know what happened, but I went into the dentist um, yesterday because I, uh, the, my Invisalign attachments. So when you get Invisaligns, they're like little cemented things on your teeth that allow the Invisalign to click on. So like you're not just wearing an Invisalign like a mouth guard. Um, you, it does click in. I'm lucky because they're not all across my front teeth. They're um, on my canines top and bottom and then just like more behind my teeth, which is like what I requested. Cause I said, I'm gonna be on camera a lot so I don't wanna be having this weird thing where my lips are getting caught on it and stuff. So I, um, I was noticing that they were staining quite a bit and I was like, God damn, like I was warned about this from a friend who has a friend that has Invisaligns and has them all across the front of her teeth and they stain like crazy, she said. And she's like, so just beware. And I was like, okay, well, I talked to um, them about it and they said, oh, just brush with baking soda and uh, it should be fine. Not fine. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? They were so kind of like yellow. And um, it's not like a huge deal because when I talk, you don't really see those parts of my smile anyway. It's only when I like laugh really hard, which is quite often. So I was just kind of like feeling a little self-conscious when I would be laughing. I'd be thinking about the color of my teeth. So I was like, this is not good. So I went into my dentist and um, a different dentist than what I got the Invisaligns with. And uh it was actually a dental hygienist and she said um yeah it's actually the color of the actual attachments are yellow like it's not even staining there's a bit of staining around so she polished them and um it cost me like 45 bucks it really wasn't that expensive and I was like if I have to do this every couple months it's not a big deal because I'm only supposed to be wearing my Invisaligns for like 12 to 18 months so you know it's not at the end of the world but what I'm getting at is after my appointment yesterday, I don't know what happened, but my, one of my back molars suddenly is hyper, hyper sensitive to hot and to cold randomly out of the blue. And it happened pretty much right after my dentist visit, like with my visit with the hygienist. And I don't know what happened. She didn't touch my molars. She literally just lifted my lip. Oh, also, I think the silicone gloves or whatever she was wearing, the um, latex or something, made me break out right here. Cause she was like holding my lips up and then resting her hands here. <laughs> anyway, that, that happened too, but I don't know what the hell. It could just be total coincidence. Uh, because I, I've been noticing that like, as my Invisaligns sort of start changing my teeth, my teeth do start to kind of cr creak and crack and I hope I'm hoping it like fracture my molar randomly by grinding my teeth. So I grind my teeth still at night, I think. And um, yeah, I just feel like I must have really <laughs> hammered down on it. I don't know, but it's really shitty because like even just drinking this drink, I don't have issues with hot and cold. And when I eat my kimchi in the morning, <laughs> it's really spicy and uh, it kind of bothers my molar too. And I definitely don't have any cavities. I was just at the dentist. I got all my entire mouth worked over. Nothing like that. So I'm kind of worried about it. I hate dental issues. It's like, not only is it extremely painful because it's in your head, um, but it's also so expensive. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to have to... 
actually, you know, the little, um, what are they called again? <laughs> those little CD things, those, um, hmm, not nutmeg, cloves are floating on the top. I'm just saying. So you could pick them out if you really wanted to. So Christmas is around the corner. It's the 16th, which means that Christmas is 20. I mean, <laughs> Christmas is, let's do the math. If today's the 16th, then it is nine days away. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Who's prepared? Who's unprepared? I am unprepared. I, uh, the problem is, is what happens to me is I wind up because I live in a small town, I can't just go out and go shopping for everybody. I do most of my shopping for Christmas online. But then I start to panic buy within the last week before Christmas um, because I wind up not having the packages that I need to give gifts. So I go around town and start buying shit. And then what happens is the gifts arrive in the mail and then I have all this extra shit. <laughs> and I always wind up spending way too much money on just gifts and because of the whole like... I typically finish my Christmas shopping by the end of October. And then uh, sometimes though shipping is out of control. All right. We got to open up our advent calendar and choose another boozy buddy. I mean, boozy bestie. Which one should we do? You. So we want, so we've already received or we've already opened um, bubbly, mido and kanpai. Brewski and Novello. So you can see them here. And I want, I'd love agave or cherry bomb. Agave is a chaser, which means they're more rare. Um, but Mai Tai is cute too. Let's just see what we got. So this is a blind box. And I'll explain again what it is. It's basically you buy kind of like these little vinyl characters and uh they're blind boxes so you don't know which one you're getting it's like a surprise um wait i can't feel what it is it's big and round is it agave it's either agave or mai tai anyway and then you Try to get specific ones, and sometimes you get doubles, triples. <gasps> oh, it's the one that I wanted. Uh, one of the ones I wanted. Mai Tai, or Mai Mai. So it's kind of supposed to look like a Mai Tai. Look at her. Oh. Let's see. Let's see you. Oh my goodness. <gasps> look at her. She's so pretty. See, this is how I like to kind of like, I'd like to be able to garnish my cocktails like this with a little umbrella, a little cocktail stir, you know, piece of fruit. Maybe this can be inspiration for one of the cocktails I make on the show. That's what I'll do. Um, and she's gonna, oh, and look at the ice cubes inside. <laughs> That's so sweet. I love it. Um, the hell? Even the little flower is 3D. You are going to go right here, you pretty little cocktail. 
She's a little tipsy. Literally, tipping over. She's alcohol, so. That's exciting. I wonder which one I'm gonna open next week. Which one is it? I'm curious. I also have to open up another seven days from this Tokidoki advent calendar. So the boozy besties are also uh, from the brand Tokidoki. They do a lot of blind boxes and uh, yeah. Mm. Because my job is so fun. <laughs> this is wild. Um, anyway, okay, so there's no mystery here. It's just in consecutive order. Day 10. And I do appreciate that every single one of these characters in this advent calendar come in its own wrapped box or bag. Oh, okay, so this is a unicorno. So what does she have on her coral? Let me just see, I gotta get this box up over here. Crazy my nail picks. Look at her. She's got a little mermaid tail. She's clear. Love her. I wonder if these guys have names. I think on the back, but I don't want to give away what I'm getting. Day 11. Should probably keep the plastic in the box. Day 11. Number 12. Oh, this feels different. Ooh, it's a little badass cactus bitch. <laughs> she's really cute. And pink, so she's a little cactus girl. Looks kind of angsty, emo with her like covered face. Cute. 13. Oh my goodness. This is like a little skeleton. His sweater says chow chow. And he's got like a little hood. And he's super cute. Or she. I'm assuming it's a she. Number 14. Oh, cute. Another unicorno. This is gold with like starfish. And she's got a little coral crown. Yay. I still have to put wires, um, like hangers on all the other ones because I do want to have like a little tokidoki tree and just create all of the, all of the ornaments out of my blind box openings. Okay, day 15. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is a little reindeer. Wait a minute. No, those are chopsticks. So she has uh, cherry blossoms on her. And so I'm assuming that means she is Japanese. She's got some Japanese writing on the side of her face. 
And I believe those are little chopsticks. Like a little geisha. <laughs> so adorable. Last day, day 16. What do we got? <gasps> this is actually the effort that goes into these. Okay, so have a look. Another little cactus girl. She has different cactus, um, a different cactus shape. But notice the green has like little tips, darker green tips. The art on these is wicked. So this is the other one. Oh, she's, oh no, maybe she's the same size. These are the two cactus girls. Let's see if they're focusing. Whoa, that was fun. All these surprises. Love surprises. That's why, you know, I think I talked about this before about like ha having subscription services where you get a new surprise every month, even though you're paying for it yourself. It's just nice to um, not know what you're getting, kind of. And I find with the FabFitFun box that I get, it's, it's quarterly though, you only get it every season, so four times a year. Um, it winds up like forcing me to try different things. And, and also it's funny how many times I've actually needed something and or wanted to buy something and it winds up coming to me in the box. So it's just very exciting. And there's so many subscription boxes, like insane amounts. And I, I used to have more like makeup related subscription boxes. Um, I used to get like BoxyCharm and there was another one called, um, oh damn, I don't remember, but it was another makeup subscription box. But then they started, instead of sending just pure makeup, there was actually, you know, BoxyCharm was always really good for that. But the other ones um, were sending me like face products. So like moisturizers, eye creams, um, you name it. But I only, I'm, I'm hypersensitive with what I put on my face. So I can only use my dermatological project or projects, products. Um, so I just wound up throwing a lot of it away or just hoarding it and then giving it away to people. And they're like, thanks. I swear I haven't opened them. <laughs> so, um, it got kind of annoying, but I, uh, right now my, I canceled. So I've been getting a Pusheen subscription box for a long time for about four years now and they also come quarterly and I ordered one just for fun actually for a video um years ago and then the stuff that I got was all like collectible and um sort of rare things you couldn't find in store and I was like I wonder if I hang on to these for like 50 years if they'll come back so I've got approximately four like 18 unopened Pusheen boxes, subscription boxes. And there's usually about like six to 10 items per box. So it's pretty exciting. And I've never looked online to find out what's inside. I'm never planning on opening them. I'm planning on keeping them until one day somebody is like in high demand, Pusheen. Some people call it Pusheen, I call it Pusheen. But if you don't know what Pusheen is, this is who I'm talking about. And I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, you guys, the cloves are actually coming through now and this is wild. I'm gonna pour the rest of it in here so I don't get too much ice melt. This is actually really fun, this drink. So <laughs> I have a lot of ambition to do a lot of different things uh, at Christmas time. Always I'm like that where I'm like, oh, 
this cocktail and on the stove I'm gonna have mulled wine and then I'm gonna bake these cookies and then I'm gonna do this and that and then like it's one day away from Christmas and I'm just over everything <laughs> I'm like tapped I wind up I guess it's an organization thing like I just need to finish things earlier and give myself a bit of a break but I'm always like I can be very highly productive in a day. I can achieve a lot. So I know this and it's a bit of a curse because I wind up leaving things kind of last minute intentionally and then stressing myself out. I still always, it always works out in the end. And I've, I've said this before, you know, with holidays and being stressed about creating great big dinners and you're just, all you're thinking about the night before is like, oh my God, am I going to cook the turkey? Is it going to be dry or whatever? It always winds up working out okay. And to be honest, if you have friends and family over and you happen to burn the Brussels sprouts or something, it's going to be okay. Like nobody is going to slam their fists on the table and say, Christmas is ruined because you burnt the Brussels sprouts. Last year was a sweet potatoes. <laughs> That's not going to happen. And if it does, that person needs to go <laughs> in a hard way. Um, anyway, so part of like, Part of the fun of the holidays for me too is the fantasy of the holidays. Not actually, nothing, like I should say nothing. <laughs> Most of it doesn't actually get executed because of timing and whatever else. Um, but the idea of Christmas, the idea of Christmas is, um, and all the things you can do and want to do, whatever, it's part of the excitement. It's like anticipating a trip, you know, it's like the same kind of thing. It's like, ooh, you look forward to doing certain things. And I don't know, I just... A lot of Christmas is the anticipation and just the fantasy of the things you can do, want to do, will do. Uh, I think that's kind of, I'm like stating the obvious, but <laughs> I'm such a Christmas person that I, that's how crazy I am. And you want to know what's sad? I don't know what it is, but and I think I do actually. I think it's, um, I keep my house decorated all year round. A certain way and of course I'm like I'm changing things a little bit here and there and like adding something or replacing something but like decor wise but um I don't want to mess up the aesthetic that my house has right now by adding more Christmas stuff because I've got these really expensive long garlands that I got from Balsam Hill the same place that I have my Christmas tree from beautiful stuff lights up ambiance like crazy but I just don't want to change how my house looks right now. And it's so shitty because I, I've spent some decent money on some good Christmas decorations, especially when I was building this house and all the fantasies I had about how Christmassy I'm going to make it. I don't even have Christmas lights on outside on my house. And it's so sad. And I think I would love to be driving up to my place, see the Christmas lights, have the fire going on inside, have like multiplied on the stove, on the stove and... But that's just not reality. And I just need somebody. I just got to hire people. I think <laughs> I got to hire somebody to put lights on my house. But you know what? When I built my house, I was thinking like I should have built it with the Christmas lights already attached, but that weren't really visible in the summertime. So something that stays up all year round, something that's like discreet. You know how they have those those like LED light strips and stuff, you could kind of strategically put them under the eaves and stuff. So when you light your house up, you're not necessarily seeing the actual lights. You're just seeing it lit up 
underneath that kind of thing so I know it's possible still like but I just have to find somebody to do it <laughs> pay them and then ask if they would uh, potentially make mulled wine by around six o'clock for me to go <laughs> yeah could you imagine like here's the keys to my house here's the ingredients just have the mulled wine ready mulled wine when I'm pulling up and uh, light a little fire in the chimney and yeah and you know what makes me a little bit jealous is hearing other people's Christmas traditions that they do. And I'm like, oh, like we could be doing so much more and looking forward to so much more. And in fact, actually this year, um, the potluck is going to become a new thing. Um, ow, I just bit the back of my tongue. <laughs> potluck is going to become, become a new thing for the family. Uh, we do already do like a cousin gift exchange this year. My sister's having a boxing day party at her new house and having the entire family over, like even the aunts and uncles, not just the cousins and brothers and sisters. Uh, and we're going to do like a white elephant gift exchange, which reminds me, I have to pick something. I have lots for my FabFitBot <laughs> box that I'm not going to use. Maybe I'll just dive in. Isn't that lovely when you get a gift or you like you receive something or for free and you're like, Ooh, I just got to throw some wrapping paper on this and give it to Auntie Susie or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, different ha like Christmas, Halloween. Do you know every time? Oh yeah. <laughs> Me, I'm just, I'm like Kanye West, like scattered everywhere. Just like going from one thing to the other. If you've ever watched any of his interviews, it's really funny. Just how we cannot keep, stay on track. That's how I feel. Um, but I, uh, this is day, wait a minute. This is day seven, correct? No, day six of my Christmas special. <laughs> that took a lot to get out. I was like making sure my dates are right. Anyway, um, so that means that right now, if you go check out my Christmas special, you can see six straight days of lingerie try-on. So every day I do a brand new lingerie try-on video. And um, I've been posting them every day on the Christmas special tier on Patreon and then also on OnlyFans. Uh, so you can find them both places, but it's just been so much fun and the feedback's been great. And I'm, uh, I'm just loving every minute of it. And I have so many like naughty ideas and things that I'm excited to kind of do and try. And I just feel like I hold myself back a little bit too, because I, I'm not getting a reaction from the camera. <laughs> Like right now I'm talking to a little black circle. Actually, my camera's white, but I've got like a little black circle, which is the lens. And uh, I'm, I'm not getting any feedback. So like, say I'm putting on a strip show for a group of people or like at an actual strip club. Yes, that has happened. <laughs> Amateur night people. Um, anyway, and uh, there's feedback. Like you can see people's facial expressions. You feed off of their energy, right? Like I think strippers, depending on where they're stripping, have a bit of a disconnect because they're focused. They have a routine. They're like, they're not necessarily looking at, and, and, and this is not for every strip. Like the strip shows that I've been to are kind of more they're high on a stage. There's lots of lights. They can't see their, their audience. Maybe they can see the a $5 bill or something like slipping onto the stage. But, um, 
I feel like I'm somebody who will feed off other people's energy and, and I'll know right away if people are not interested or not looking or whatever, that's never happened. <laughs> but say, say like I'm at a club dancing. I know when there are eyes on me and it's kind of like a little power thing. It's like, it, I, it, it makes me, it gives me, maybe it's like, maybe cause I'm conceited and I like, like people to watch, but if I'm putting on a show, I want people to watch me. So stripping is some, I mean. I do have a pole here for a reason in my studio, if you didn't figure that out already. Um, but stripping is something that's like, it takes two. So my point is, is that I, um, I definitely hold myself back a little bit because I'm not getting that energy from like somebody watching me. I understand that there will be people eventually watching me. <laughs> First it's my video editor <laughs> and then it's me again. And then it's all of you, but um, anyway, it's just kind of an interesting thing. And I, it's almost like acting. If you think about scenes in movies where actors have, are looking right into the camera, it looks like they're looking right at you and they're just like acting really hard. I feel like I got to get better at that and just pretend like there's somebody looking back at me, like Jason Momoa or something is like steamily gazing into my eyes as I'm ripping my clothes off. <laughs> That might actually happen. Could you imagine? Um, I think he's married, happily married, though. Nothing lasts forever. <laughs> this is so evil. No, I hope he has a lovely, long-lasting, forever, lovely life, marriage, everything. Amen. <laughs> um, this cocktail, you guys, is actually wild. It is pretty boozy, but I think the key sometimes to a good cocktail is to not necessarily taste the booze but then at the same time I have complained before like where I've wanted to really taste the tequila if I'm having like a mezcal which I don't really drink anymore because something happened to my brain when I I just don't like it anymore I just had a drink I think it was one drink or a couple in a row that were like Ugh, just the smokiness of the mezcal I just I just it just turned me off but anyway a lot of times like especially when I watch there's a show called um drink masters I think and it's a bunch of mixologists that compete to um win first place and first place is like fifty thousand dollars in like a spot on a show or something um but the judges are also mixologists and not like they're sommeliers but of cocktails uh and they want to taste the alcohol they're like I'm really not getting the gin coming through and I'm like I mean, I sip gin so I can understand that part. I know it's, I'm going to make a t-shirt. It's like, I sip gin. Like I'm so cool because I sip gin, <laughs> but I mean, I, I can drink it straight. I don't need to mix it with something. So, but like, I don't necessarily, if I'm having a gin cocktail, I'm not like, hmm, not really getting enough of the gin flavor. And <laughs> it's like a cranberry gin or something. Um, anyway, so this, I'm getting a bit of the Cointreau definitely tastes there's rum in there but just the flavors together who would have thought to add Cointreau to an eggnog like an orange liqueur to an eggnog cocktail that's green that's why you watch my show right yeah because um I just do crazy shit and a lot of times it's just whatever happens to be laying around the house and sometimes it works sometimes it does not but hmm 
I didn't even get into my week. What was my week like? What did I do? Started wrapping presents. I've got beautiful wrapping paper from years back that I'm finally cracking into. I have a weird thing with wrapping paper. I tend to buy it every year, but I don't start using the new wrapping paper until I've used up my old wrapping paper. <laughs> so like if I buy a roll of wrapping paper today, I might not use it for like four years. But I kind of like having the option and, and that's not true. I will crack into a new one if it goes really well with like, you know, I like to pair them, but I have like this special little storage case. It's almost like when you hoard something because it looks really good organized and you just don't open anything or move anything because they look good together. That's sort of what's going on. It's like I have peace in my heart that I have like the best wrapping paper options available and I just kind of like slowly work my way through them. <laughs> It's just, it's great. It's not wasteful. I showered uh, this morning and I don't think that I washed all the conditioner out of my hair because I've since fixed my water softener, my hard water softener. And does it mean that it doesn't wash? Okay. So if you've ever felt soft water, so say you use a bar of soap and wash your hands under hard water, you can basically like move your fingers together like this and then make it sound like like it's very like a squeaky clean really like dry feeling after you wash your hands but if you wash your hands with soft water and you could be going like this for 15 minutes under the water trying to wash the soap off and you're like and it doesn't feel like it's washing off basically soft water means that it takes either it takes longer to wash things off like does it still work the same and it just feels different like if i spend the same amount of time rinsing my hands under hard water and soft water. Is there actually a difference or does it just feel slimier? I just don't understand. But anyway, my point is, is that I don't think I washed all the conditioner out of my hair. <laughs> so I'm like going like this to feel my roots. And I don't know if I did, but you know what? Whatever. <laughs> I like to shower about like I, my shower pretty much every day. I won't lie and say that I shower every day, not every day. I will, especially if I work out or whatever, but my hair, I wash about every four or five days, which is healthy. You don't want to wash your hair every day. Um, excuse me. I don't know why this is not carbonated. What if it's like the milk or something or the clothes? Mm. I wrote something down that I wanted to talk about. I know normally I would be doing like Christmas trivia and jokes and shit, but I'm telling you, I'm kind of enjoying just like freely just chatting about <laughs> whatever. I'm like, where, what am I even on my phone for? Do you ever do that where you like open your phone to go do something specific, but then you're like, oh, there's a message. And then you get totally sidetracked. I was, I was actually talking to my nail tech. She was doing my nails yesterday. And, um, we started talking about somebody that we both know mutually in their laugh and how they have such a very, like they have such a distinct laugh that I've never heard anything like it. It's a very cackly, loud laugh. And what am I trying to say? I, I understand that people have like, they laugh the way they laugh. Some are silent laughs. For me, what happens to me when I laugh really genuinely hard, like if I burst into laughter, I sound like a horse because I have, I make no sound. I just go, ah, and then I do it hard enough that the back of my throat starts to vibrate and it sounds like a huge fart burp coming out of my mouth. <laughs> it's like that hoarse, 
How else do you, what is it called when that happens? When you laugh so hard, you make like a horse sound. Anyway, not like a nay, but like a sound from the back of your throat. It's like when you laugh, it's like a burp. It's the worst. And it's the most embarrassing. And I mean, I love to laugh. And I do have to be careful though, because like sometimes, I don't know, I, I guess most of the time I wind up laughing like that with my sister or my cousins when we're just reminiscing and that's the funniest the most laughter I've ever put out is just reminiscing about childhood memories and things like that and then just but then sometimes you just don't know when it's coming so it is a little bit of like an attack when it happens but quickly I'm I can kind of control it but I just really veered off there but anyway this girl has this crazy laugh and it's disturbing because where she works is a very small space and it's very echoey and it just amplifies it and I and I I was just saying to my tech I was like I wonder it's it's one of two things because I am very very self-aware I know if I'm talking too loud I can notice when people stop listening to me I'm just like I just know I just know when I'm boring people like I said, like if people stop listening, cause I, I just can pick up on it. And so for me to like laugh obnoxiously and be disturbing people around me, I would know instantly. Like I just wouldn't do that. I just, and I'm not like, I'm not, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm sure of doing some things like that. Like I'm not perfect by any means when it comes to just reading the room and figuring out. No, but, um, I'm like, it's either that she, it's either she's not self-aware at all that she just laughs and doesn't even think about it. Or it's that she, it's like a signature for her in her head. Because so many people have told her, you have a great laugh. But it, it's like people will say that when they're, they're like pointing something out and it's not necessarily, it's because they're maybe uncomfortable. So she, she's like, oh, here's this. <laughs> and then they're, they have a reaction. And then instead of making her feel bad, like it's either that she, you know, when somebody says, um, she basically got a sense that she might've been laughing too loud, but then instead of being honest with her and saying like, yeah, your laugh is crazy. Nobody's going to say that anyway, but not in Canada anyway. And, and so they're like, no, you have a great laugh. She's probably been told many times that she has a great laugh and it's a great laugh and it's become a bit of an identity for her. Like, her laughter is like, oh, people think I'm so fun. Like they think I'm having such a great time. I'm laughing. I'm just like living my best life. And when really they're actually like, shoot me now because it's out of control. And it really is. It's like the most insane, obnoxious, offensive laugh. <laughs> but whatever. I can get over it. It's not a big deal. It's not going to keep me like from going to this specific place. But anyway, I was out for dinner uh, three different times in my small town. I don't even know who this girl is. But the first time I ever noticed her was at out for dinner. And she was with like three other people. So there was a table of four. And she was laughing so loud. And it was like... <laughs> I mean, that's a really bad example. But it was like <clears throat> that annoying. And so loud. And... It just didn't make sense to me that she could be so unaware 
that she was sounding and looking like a freaking clown. But I know what was going through her head because after every time she laughed like that, she'd kind of look around, like do like a little like nonchalant, like graze around the room, gaze around the room to see if and who was looking at her. So it was like somebody needs to tell her and the friend she's with, like, I'm sure that they were embarrassed as well. Um, but you've, we've all been to restaurants where like, there's that table of like really loud laughers and they're just like, they think they're just have like, you're in a restaurant. Okay. There are other people there. I really enjoy when there's ambiance and laughter and conversations. And I like that. I grew up in a big family. There was never a dull or quiet moment. And this is what I enjoy when I go out for dinner. I like energy and I just love it. I, I'm not, if, if I want silence, I'll go to like a quiet restaurant, you know, like, but if you're in a like hustle and bustle and like Rodney's Oyster House is like that, where there's shit happening, there are glasses breaking in the back. There are people like you're in it. You're having a good time. It's all part of your experience, but there comes a limit. Like if you're the only one laughing out loud, hysterically, there's what's going on. It's either you're completely unaware and you're not thinking about the other people you're with either, or you think that it makes you look like you're just the funnest, greatest, happiest person in the whole restaurant. It's almost like a way to get a lot of attention without actually even being the center of attention. Like it's like, I don't know. And I could be so far off and I have no idea what's going through this woman's head or this other one, or, you know, maybe it's, and it, it's just like a Tourette's type thing where it just comes out and then you, they just, people just deal with it. But the, that one chick though, that's looking around, see who's watching, oh, you know, wouldn't you just love to be like, it's not that funny <laughs> or, you know, something just have like a good comeback for those people because, uh, I also have like elderly family members that have hearing aids and like there are certain places I will not take them because I know specifically it's a little bit of like a hustle and bustle type place. It's not the right word to say it, but, um, you know, but then when you are someplace where it's like, oh, okay, it's kind of chill and, and then that starts busting out and they're like, ah, it just ruins, it ruins people's times. So just keep your freaking mouth shut. No, I'm just joking. I, this is just a personal thing. Um, my camera is actually going to overheat again. And this is really annoying. I have a brand new Sony XB70 or whatever it's called. I had to order a new one because the other one actually that I used for many years crapped out on me. But now this one's overheating and I'm not doing anything different than I used to. So this is like very upsetting. But anyway, <laughs> it's okay. Either way, I'll make it work. I've got other cameras as backup. So don't worry. I'm not using it as an excuse. <laughs> to not post for the next like three weeks or something, but well, everyone, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. It was a bit of a ramble and this cocktail, the recipe will be down in the show notes <laughs> in the description box down below. Um, you need to make this and don't leave out the Cointreau. The orange liqueur is a bit of a twist and people won't be able to maybe specifically pull the note. Like when I drink this, I don't like taste orange right away. So I think that it could be like a signature kind of cocktail, um, that everybody would like, and you could even make it for the kids without the alcohol. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, 
you can make it for everyone and throw in those cloves. Actually, maybe not for the children. Cloves are like little daggers <laughs> that are waiting to go down your throat at any second. Um, they're dangerous. Look at these guys. And they're hard. They're kind of gross on their own. They taste like cedar bark. But hey, man, I love cloves. They make me think of mold wine. All right, everyone, don't forget to check out my Christmas special happening on Patreon and OnlyFans. That will be linked down below as well. And um, what can I say? Another great episode, episode 80, and I am having the best time and have definitely some new plans for the new year. So stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe, like the video. It really helps out my channel and um, I'd appreciate it a lot. And I will see you all in my next video.